When you're modeling on runway as a model, you're usually, you have to be really serious, you're not allowed to smile. Um, and I, I can't not do that. Like I can't, <laughs> I find it very hard to do the whole serious face thing. So I think that's part of what I didn't like about runway because I'd be on there trying to not smile the whole time and my mouth would end up looking like a, a cat's bum hole. You know that like, <laughs> <laughs> the pout. <laughs> Um, so it was better being on the Miss Universe stage because you are encouraged to smile as much as possible, so that was better. Hello and welcome to another episode of Beauty Boss, the podcast about all things beauty and beyond. I'm Jackie from the team at Girlfriend and as always, the lovely Alana is here too. Ahoy. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on board the HMAS Beauty Boss podcast today. Love that. I know, that's our new intro. I've decided it. We are bringing you another interview this week with mm-hmm. one of the biggest names in the industry, finding out tips, tricks, mm-hmm. beyond skin deep, you know the drill by now. Mm-hmm. Today we're speaking with the lovely and ever so radiant Olivia Molly Rogers and of course, holy grails, not a fail this week, we're enjoying the chats. We are enjoying the chats, they're very informative for us and the people. Mm-hmm. So, go, hit me. My grail this week. Yeah. So, I just dyed my hair blonde. Like properly blonde now, not like a half-assed blonde. Okay, fishing for compliments. You look good, whatever. Thanks, Jackie. <laughs> anyway, since I've got my newfound blonde life, yes. I've decided that I need to put in more effort because obviously a blonde is far more put together than brunette me ever was. <laughs> obviously. So, brunette you was a mess. <laughs> brunette me was a disaster. Let's not talk about her. We'll just delete the old episodes. She doesn't exist anymore. Anyway. I'm back on my curling iron. Yes. Life. But I've got one that I've actually been using since since I was in high school. So I've had it for like nine, eight, nine years. <laughs> it's a very old curling iron. But Hello, it is grandma. the best. It's the Muck Curl Stick and it's I think it's 90-something dollars. Yeah. But it's got interchangeable heads Ooh. so that you can swap it out for whatever kind of curling iron you want. Ooh. I love it. It's a dream. But now that I'm like – loose and beachy and fun and blonde. I'm using the bigger <laughs> curling iron. I used to use the small one because, you know, obviously I was a small curl gal as a brunette, but as a blonde, I'm a new woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a new life. You're a big gal now. Oh, it's true. Big and beachy and loose. Just <laughs> playing it fun, fast and loose every morning. It is day three of blonde life, is it? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, a new, I'm a new woman. <laughs> Jackie, what's your product this week? I, Are you a new woman too? I'm not a new woman. Well, I kind of am. We've all been through my journey of me picking the crap out of my nails. We have. I'm being really good at the moment. I have a few that are going long. They're looking quite lengthy. Thank you. I, I'm Actually, this is embarrassing because my product is this current nail polish that I'm picking off my Stop nails as it. we speak. <laughs> it's the Sally Hansen um, Argan Oil Mixed In. Huh. I know. It's really – I didn't know that that was a thing. It's, Neither. It's $15. Is that – expensive for a nail polish i don't really buy nail polishes i'm new to the nah, it's pretty average fingernail oh well it's anyway pretty av. <laughs> it's super good because i am a picker i'm trying to stop but one, when i do pick off the nail polish it actually like i feel like my nails are hydrated underneath and they don't have that you know when they peel a little They're bit like crusty flaky. yeah so i'm putting it towards the argan oil i reckon it's like nourishing my nails underneath it's infusing it is infusing so i love it delightful yeah other oil brings us very nicely a beautiful segue thank you Jacqueline into our discussion this week yeah where i asked you as our environmentally friendly eco warrior i'm here at girlfriend hand up 
I asked you, do you think that clean beauty is actually a thing or is it a big marketing ploy? I obviously am going to say that it's a thing. It's having a moment. It is having a moment, but that's why I kind of feel like it's just a big old ploy. Because is, is it really clean? What's a clean beauty product, Jackie? What does it mean to be clean? <laughs> My mouth was literally open for about 30 seconds then. <laughs> I'm putting the hard questions on the table. Hard chat. Blonde me is ready for hard chat. I, <laughs> I am all here for clean beauty. I am one of those weirdos, no offence, but we all need to admit it, that read the packaging intensely on everything. So you should though. I Exactly. So we should. I like to know what I'm putting in and on um, my body. Random side note, but I was looking at breadcrumbs in the shopping centre the other day and the no frills, no brand name breadcrumbs, right, had fish in them. Fish. Why? Breadcrumbs. Why? I know. Exactly. And that that's one of the reasons that really got me on this bandwagon. Reading the ingredients. Reading the ingredients and the instructions, mm. but the ingredients. See, I'm on the ingredients, especially for hair care products, because I don't like using silicones on my hair because it's so bleached. Yeah. It actually like closes off the exactly. follicles of the hair so that nothing can get in. Mm. So my hair ends up drier, even though it feels really nice. Yeah. But my problem with clean beauty, yeah. to the crux of this issue, mm. clean beauty can mean that it's SLS and paraben-free, which is good. Yes. That is an irritant that is proven in a lot of people. It's in toothpaste. It's in household cleaning products. Yeah. It can irritate your skin. Yes. But clean beauty can also mean it's environmentally friendly packaging. It can also mean that they've just decided this product shouldn't be in there anymore. So now it's clean. 100%. It can be vegan. It can be sustainably grown. They all mean clean, but it doesn't mean that all of them are actually good for your skin. Yeah. It's just because they're not – there's no laws or anything around – real beauty products anymore. But there are, Jacqueline. No, <laughs> not in regards to like clean beauty. Like in terms of said, the marketing of them, there's not. There's not. Yeah. So you can claim that something is clean for one of those reasons that you named, and it's just not. Mm. Unfortunately, you're just going to have to read the ingredients, know what works for you, mm. what doesn't. Test it out, see how you go. I but know. don't get suckered in just because it's a clean product. If it works for you, it works for you. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But one thing I do want to point out yes. is something to be wary of. Mm -hmm. A lot of the clean beauty products that are ingredient clean yes. have actually removed all sorts of preservatives and Long, anything uh, like that. Shorter shelf life. Shorter shelf life. And there are certain things like C serums that if they're not properly preserved, they actually become a volatile active and they can do more harm than good to your exactly. skin. Exactly. Which is why we all need to invest in skincare fridges. Exactly. I do kind of really want one. <laughs> Don't tempt me. You'll find me at my desk with like sheet masks and a little fridge. We could literally talk for hours on this, but we need to move on into our actual chat for today with Olivia. Yes. Let's get into it. You've probably seen this model on the Miss Universe runway in 2017, gracing your Instagram feed with some of the most enviable looks, fronting national campaigns such as Polished Man. Her honesty about mental health issues and body image are a breath of fresh air as we scroll through social media. So thank you for joining us today, Olivia Molly Rogers. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure for you to come and um, chat with us today and, and let us suck up so much of your time. We would love to, to speak more about when um, you were on the runway uh, for Miss Universe back in 2017. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I honestly never really liked runway as a model. Um, I've been oh, modeling wow. since I was about 17 and 
universe initially was um, very unappealing and I didn't think I would ever be able to do it, so I said no. Um, <laughs> but then someone convinced me that it would be a good idea and a fun thing to do and I'm so glad that they did because it was such an amazing experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I had a ball. I never went in thinking that uh, I'd get more out of it than a few friends and a good experience, but taking away the crown was, yeah, it was crazy, but it was awesome. Are you still not a huge fan of um, runway? It definitely changed my mind on it um, because I had so much fun. Yeah. And it was different to like when you're modelling on runway as a model, you're usually – you have to be really serious. You're not allowed to smile. Um, mm. And I, I can't not do that. Like I can't <laughs> – I find it very hard to do the whole serious face thing. So yeah. I think that's part of what I didn't like about runway because I'd be on there trying to – not smile the whole time and my mouth would end up looking like a, a cat's bum hole, you know, that like <laughs> <laughs> the pout. <laughs> um, so it was better being on the Miss Universe stage because you are encouraged to smile as much as possible. So that was better. Oh, that's um, great. And yeah, you're, yeah. you're really encouraged to just be yourself and it's much more about your personality and you as a person rather than just your looks. So I think that was, yeah, it made me more comfortable up there. And how did you first kind of get into modelling? What made you want to start out? Um, I didn't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got scouted, um, but I was the most insecure kid. Um, From about the age of nine onwards, my parents split up and I put on a whole lot of weight. And so I was just very body conscious and very insecure. Um, And even as I got older, I sort of lost that weight and... Um, you know, I'd grown up a bit, but I mm. still felt like that chubby, awkward kid. So, yeah, modelling was definitely not on my radar at all. Um, so I was, I sort of, I got sent this message on Facebook and I just remember thinking, like, I don't think this is meant for me. I kind of thought it, <laughs> I mean, she said my name right, but I thought it was for someone else because I <laughs> just never pictured myself doing that. So, um, yeah, it wasn't part of the plan. Did you have a different career in mind that you wanted to get into? Yeah, well, I I am a speech pathologist um, and that's what I wanted to do. I studied for four years um, at university Mm -hmm. in Adelaide. Um, So all along modelling, when it did happen, just sort of was on the sidelines and um, it was more studying and being a big nerd, which I really (laughs) am. Um, That's what I really wanted to do. So um, all of the other stuff is just sort of, fallen into place which has been amazing um but yeah I didn't pursue it and you work with some of the best makeup artists in Australia do you have a go-to look or do you do you like to change it up you know you let them sort of do their thing or are you very uh sort of strict with what you want and what you like no I'm not strict at all I am so lucky I get to work with so many amazing makeup artists Mm. and and they all have their own sort of flair um (laughs) I think probably most of them would say that I love a lip. There's a couple of them that refuse to let me wear a lip sometimes because they're like, no, we've done this look a hundred times. Like, you need to mix it up. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, mine would be a red lip um, and probably more of like a bronzy kind of eye. But I do like to change it up. I think it's it's fun. It's like mixing up your accessories, but it's on your face. And are you generally like a glam all day, every day, or are we more likely to find you in your activewear or trackies on a day off? Oh, I'm definitely not. Like right now I'm sitting in my desk, which is thankfully at home because I'm wearing <laughs> these ugly pyjama pants and <laughs> ugly boots. 
and <laughs> and a big jumper. Um, it's definitely Perfect. comfort. Comfort is key. Um, so when I don't have to get dressed up, I definitely don't. Um, but I do love it as well, like getting dressed up and wearing, um, you know, awesome makeup and getting all glam is a lot of fun for sure. Mm. What about your everyday makeup items that you take with you? You know, if, if you emptied your handbag right now, what would be in it? Mm-hmm. There'd be a lot of lipstick because <laughs> um, <laughs> I can never really make up my mind, so I just chuck a few in there. Yep. Um, yeah, so there's lots of those. And my go-to lipsticks, I get asked that probably most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um I've got this Stiller Stay All Day red, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it literally doesn't come off. Um, and then some sports girl ones, like my sports girl lipsticks I'm obsessed with because they're so cheap and yeah. they stay on as well. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, probably foundation. I always take foundation with me if I need to do touch-ups throughout the day. I've got a big day. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I, I sort of switch between, but I do love NARS Sheer Glow. It's mm-hmm. a good one. The classic. Um, what else? Probably mascara and oh, my brow pencil as well. Got a really good brow pencil from Emco. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. A hot tip. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was the last beauty product that you like completely used up, scooped it all out, and emptied it? Uh, probably red lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm on repeat here, but yeah, I, <laughs> I use them until they are completely empty, um, especially when you find a good one and you don't want to let it go. Um, that and highlighter too. Yes. Mm. A really good highlighter that I, I just use to death. I can definitely back you up on the on the highlighter train. It's my favourite. Love being glowy. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. I think you definitely need it in winter as well because we don't get it naturally right oh, now. <laughs> 100%. What about when you're just popping to the shops? Do you, um, you know, just throw in some some SPF and you're off or do you have an yeah, everyday look? I've, I've got a BB cream that I use, which is really good because it's a good amount of coverage but um, not at all cakey. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I like to let my skin breathe if I don't need to wear a full face. Um, mm. So, yeah, BB cream would be my go-to there. Yeah. Um, but if I, you know, have to go to a meeting or something, I'll put on a little bit more than that. So probably about like foundation, um, bit of bronzer, bit of blush, mascara, eyebrows, and of course a bit of lipstick. So since your time with Miss Universe, you've gone on to do some pretty incredible things. Um, like as we mentioned, fronting the Polish Man campaign, um, you've also become an ambassador for Movember and Liptember. Do you think that using your platform for positive change is a really important part of what you do now? Definitely. I I don't think that I could still be in this space if I wasn't doing that um, because I think, you know, when I studied and going into do speech pathology, it's something that's really rewarding and, you know, that you're making a difference to people's lives. And I think if I wasn't then using my platform to talk about mental health, then a lot of the time it can feel a bit, um, I don't know, a bit, surface space like a little bit shallow if that makes sense um and yeah I I like to be able to uh, make a difference and I also know that growing up I you know really struggled with my mental health and body image and that sort of thing so if by by me talking about it it can help someone else who's going through something similar then yeah I think it's really is that the main reason that you chose these particular charities to to support from your own personal experience yeah, for sure. So I think they are really in line with my own experience. So I had 
anxiety and depression and an eating disorder. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really worked out well that they, you know, I don't feel like I'm talking about something I know nothing about. <laughs> I'm a bit of an expert on uh, the <laughs> mental health thing. So, yeah, it's nice to work with charities that, um, that help in that space. Yeah, so you've, you've, as you just mentioned, you've been pretty open with your um, personal struggles with eating disorders and mental health. You know, what made you yeah. decide to kind of bring it all to light and open up about it? Uh, I had been open about it um, on Instagram and that sort of thing prior to Miss Universe, um, but my Instagram following was nothing compared to what it is now. <laughs> um, but, so I didn't really find it that hard to keep talking about it it was just something that I was already doing Mm. uh and I feel like you know as my following grew I had already been talking about it so it wasn't like I was suddenly talking to you know 100,000 people about it that sort of happened quite gradually Mm. um so yeah it it was just something that I felt comfortable doing I I don't know how to do anything but be myself so I think um yeah it just sort of came naturally to share it and a lot of negativity does come hand in hand with social media but because you you know like you said have just been your true self through your whole journey have you come across any negativity or has everyone really just been you know on board and supporting you through through your whole um yeah journey there's also there's always definitely a bit of negativity um and I think the more of a following you get the more haters you get I think that's just Mm -hmm. how it works unfortunately (laughs) Unfortunately, yeah, but I do think at the same time, like I have such a lovely group of people following me and generally speaking, they follow me because they, you know, they like what I do and they, um, you know, want to hear what I want to say. So I think generally I get amazing feedback and lovely comments and, and messages from people that they're the reason that I keep, you know, sharing what I share because um, they tell me their life story and how much it has helped them and it's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's funny because you can get 200 nice comments and then one negative one and, and you just latch onto it. I think it's human nature that we just, we can't help but, you know, yeah, think about that one negative comment. But you just got to try and overcome that and remember the positive ones. Would that be your sort of uh, piece of advice for anyone else that's dealing with some trolls online to just not, not hold on to the one negative comment? Yeah, I think so. I think to sort of put it into perspective because it's funny, like, I got this one. You can't help but have a part of you think, like, oh, maybe they're right. Like, maybe it's part of what they're saying. (laughs) Even when it's the most outrageous comment, like this girl commented, I think it was a girl, it was a troll account, so who knows. Um, (laughs) But they commented on this photo saying, like, um, oh, my God, girl, shave your neck. You look like a man. (laughs) What? Um, (laughs) I was like, what? And I couldn't stop laughing. But then I called my – no, I screenshot and sent it to my mum. And then I called her and I was like, mum, do I have a hairy neck? She's like, what are you talking about? But it's just that, like, perfect example of it's such a random negative thing and yeah. I would never think that otherwise. But then suddenly I'm like, oh, maybe I've got a hairy neck. Like, why are you saying that? You catch yourself, like, looking in the mirror at your neck. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you just got to remember that um, most of the time it, it's really something within them, and they're just trying to lash out. And so it's not actually anything to do with you and your hairy neck. <laughs> <laughs> you and your hairy neck are just fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, so what is coming up next for you? Where do you think we'll see you in five years' time? 
Oh, that's so tricky. I think I, I, I get asked that question a lot and my answer always changes because I just don't know. I mean, um, I got engaged a couple of months ago, which is very yes, exciting. Yes, congratulations. Um, thanks. <laughs> so Justin and I will be getting married next year and I'm so excited for that. Yes. Um, and I just started back working as a speech pathologist um, just one day a week yep. just to sort of keep my foot in the door and I just really missed working with kids and doing that. So mm. so that's happening and, and then I've got a lot of amazing things coming up with different brands. I think coming into spring is such an exciting time because yeah. everybody's sort of coming out of hibernation and everything's <laughs> happening again, which would be good. Um, but, yeah, five years is such a hard one because – you know, five years ago, I never would have said to you, like, I'm going to be missing West Australia and I'm going to be, like, living in Melbourne and, because, you know, I moved from Adelaide only a couple of years ago, so everything's changed a lot in my life, so I couldn't tell you what's going to happen in five years, but we'll just take it as it comes. <laughs> Watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> so we're ready to do our rapid-fire questions. Are, okay. Are you ready, Olivia? <laughs> think so okay wing it (laughs) (laughs) if you could only use one beauty product for the rest of your life what would it be I want to say lipstick but that's boring (laughs) because I've said lipstick so many times in this episode already so I have to go with moisturizer I think there's nothing better than having a clean face and putting on a nice moisturizer a very practical solution (laughs) (laughs) what one word would you use to describe your beauty routine simple simple but effective can I do two yes we'll allow it we'll let it slide (laughs) sorry Uh, third one (laughs) what is your biggest beauty fail oh back in the day I would just overload the bronzer it was such Uh, a bad look yeah and you know my mum did try to tell me at the time she's like I think you need to like tone it down and I was like what do you mean mum it's good you know nothing looking back on photos I'm like oh my god I should have listened to my (laughs) mum Uh, what was the beauty trend that you've never mastered you know you think that after Miss Universe and everything I'd be good at this but I suck at putting on false lashes they're a challenge yeah they are and there's nothing worse than you know talking to someone and their lashes like half off I'm paranoid of that happening to me so (laughs) I just leave it to the experts (laughs) Uh, when do you feel most beautiful oh can I give you two (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I'd say I do love like having a completely clean face like the feeling of just having a shower washing your face getting all your makeup off after a big day mm-hmm. getting comfortable getting into bed and watching a bit of Netflix putting on your Probably ugly pajama pants <laughs> yes in those <laughs> um but also I do feel pretty awesome when I'm all dressed up and glammed by you know my favorite makeup artists and wearing an outfit that I love, um, yeah, mm. yeah makes you feel pretty good. Yeah. Bit of the best of both worlds. Yeah. And lastly, if you could give your 16-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, probably to stop wasting time um, trying to be someone that I'm not. I think I spent a lot of time comparing myself to other people and, and trying to sort of dull down my personality or change it to try and fit in, but I think – you know, the best thing about me now is that I am completely myself and I am allowed to be. So I think, yeah, stop wasting your time trying to be someone else and just embrace who you are. Embrace the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for spending some time with us today, Olivia. Thank you. No worries. Thank you for having me. I just, I have no words. A delight. 
That's my words. She's incredible. I love how honest she was about the runway. Yeah, I really enjoy how she's been so open for a really long time about her mental health as well. I feel like it just takes away all of the stigma and the weirdness about it. So that at least it's just an open chat about this is my life. It's fine. It's me. Moving on. I also do my groceries, you know. (laughs) I I do the same things you do. (sighs) That's all the time that we have for today, girlfriends. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Yes, please. You can also find us on Instagram at Beauty Boss Podcast. Make sure you tell us what you want to hear, any products you want us to test Ooh. out, any people you want us to talk to, yep. any topics you want us to deep dive on. All of the above. Anything. <laughs> talk to us about your beauties. <laughs> Next episode, as per usual, we'll be bringing you another awesome interview with another one of our favorite beauty girl bosses. So make sure you tune in. But until then, don't forget that you should probably start considering transitioning from your winter to your summer skincare. Bye!